The White House has adopted extra safety precautions after a few staffers have tested positive for the coronavirus. Advisors keep having to stop President Trump from spraying his Big Mac with Lysol. Funny because it's true. <laughs> TJ <laughs> Maxx. It's funny. <laughs> TJ Maxx reopened in certain states to large hordes of shoppers. You know how it is. You go to uh, you go into TJ Maxx to get a new toaster, and you come out with a toaster, pants three candles, and an incurable virus. <laughs> In a Mother's Day post, Olivia Jade said that she is blessed to be Lori Laughlin's daughter. She then added, even though she didn't get me the yacht I really wanted. And finally, another conspiracy theory making the rounds is that the coronavirus death toll is being inflated. It's a theory being promoted by climate change deniers, some conservatives, and fans of Weekend at Bernie's. The Trump Report starts now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome to the Trump Report. So excited to be here, but, you know, here, there, there, and there for all of you for another uh, hopefully fun-filled hour. Uh, I'm Christian Blatt, uh, joined by my partner in mirth, as always, by Tamara Brown. Hi there. Uh, and Scott Moore, uh, who is, I believe, auditioning for the role of Grizzly Man. And uh, <laughs> you've got the part as far as I'm concerned. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want you to think about shaving that beard, much less actually. <laughs> and of course, from the study or possibly the parlor, not quite sure what room that is, Chelsea Galicia. <laughs> Hello there. And yes, Scott, don't shave ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, lots to talk about, as always. Uh, you know, uh, California uh, opened the door just a little bit to uh, some reopening. I think we didn't quite know that yet last Tuesday. Maybe we did that a uh, little bit of retail, but uh, curbside only. Oh, yeah, we did talk about this. So uh, it seems mm -hmm. like that's gone reasonably well. Has anyone done any curbside pickup? I'm not talking about foodstuffs, uh, whether it's somewhere that maybe was open before last week. Uh, or somewhere that just, you know, maybe you really needed to get a book immediately and not through the mail. Uh, did anybody do any curbside pickup here locally? Not recently. I think it was a couple of weeks ago I mentioned how I went to Best Buy because they've oh, yeah. been doing it for a long time. And it was so incredible. I, I just wish that they would just do that yeah. from when from now on. Yeah, I'd like to, not even germphobic, I'd just like to not go into stores again. If If like, and smaller businesses they'll like FaceTime with you and show you around the store. I, I've seen, you know, some people have told me about that and oh, it's like, cool. yeah, can I just stay in my car? And I talked about how I went to the drive-in, you know, it's like, yeah, I, this is fine. I, I, you know, I, I obviously you want to have the employees get back to work eventually when it's safe and all that, but uh, let us know in the chat uh, if uh, you've taken it. I, by the way, I have a friend who lives in Texas and he told me that he, his wife, and their triplets, who are, I think, five, uh, went to a restaurant. And they all sat in the restaurant. And uh, my wife was horrified when I told her. She was like, what? Why? I'm like, well, probably because they got triplets and they want to get out of the house, you know. But uh, so, you know, those states, people are starting to uh, make uh, adjustments. Uh, Scott, I know you have uh, family back in Florida. Now, the whole state hasn't gone crazy, right? It's just pockets, right? Right, right. Yeah, and I was those, say, cr they're crazy in general. Well, but. I was going to say those pockets are already crazy. They just amped it up. They just notched it up to eleven, right? 
Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, so, and I have a lot of friends that have, uh, they're in Florida that I've been talking to every week and uh, they're going back to work, but a lot of my friends are also very nervous about going out to restaurants and, and they have kids too. And they're just not quite ready to do that, even though they've started to open up places again. Um, yeah. They're mainly just kind of taking it easy and slow, which I think a lot of people are doing anyways, even though things are reopening across yeah. the country, people are taking it slow. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the the day that the restaurants open, uh, it, it'll it'll uh, still be a day that I don't go to restaurants. But uh, you know, well, I've I heard I, that that uh, Gavin Newsom uh, is supposed to announce today, I believe, at, uh, after this podcast, actually about the yeah. next step about opening restaurants here. Yeah, he always time. likes to do things after the podcast so that we can't yes. report on it because he's trying <laughs> to shut us down. You know, he knows that we're the real fake news. Um, look, it, great restaurants retail just open my kids daycare for god's sake please just for their sake more than mine okay equal uh anyway there's a a lot of headlines to talk about uh but i did want to talk about something i promised chelsea this last week we were going to talk about the fact that because of coronavirus outbreak outbreaks at meat plus meat processing plants throughout the country, easy for me to say, uh, there are some meat shortages. And uh, I, I felt fairly confident that Chelsea was going to have some opinions on this. And I, <laughs> what I'm understanding is it's not like you're going to go into your supermarket and there's absolutely no meat. It's more like, oh, you want ground beef? Mm, how about ground turkey? Oh, uh, you, you know, you want pork? How about steak? You know, so it's like you, you have to be a little bit more selective. But that's my understanding. I'll, I'll let you know after I do my uh, my grocery pickup from Pavilions tomorrow. I'll report back next week. Don't worry. But uh, w- when you hear about sort of the the fragile uh, supply chain for Americans getting food and our reliance on meat, what do you think, Chelsea? Well, I'm not trying to make this about meat at all, but it is fabulous that the price increases have caused people to become curious about meat alternatives. And so sales of like beyond meat and impossible meat and those kinds of things have gone way up. So yay Americans for being willing to try something new and hopefully they enjoyed it and we'll stick with it. But it is not about the meat and there have even been these outbreaks in like veggie processing plants. So, you know, sucks for that. It's just about the close confinement of people um, that's causing these outbreaks. So I, 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 and I almost wish that it had a better impact on the animals, but now these animals are, are, some of them are just being slaughtered and not even processed. Yeah. So, so I mean, you can help the animals. You can, you can make the arg- argument uh, against uh, slaughterhouses, but when the food, you know, when it's being provided for food, you can be like, okay, I disagree with that, but you understand that there's a reason for it. But yeah, you're hearing about, farmers that are, you know, basically plowing crops into the field back into the soil because they're not selling it. And yeah, you are hearing about, uh, you know, just overcrowding at slaughterhouses. And it's, it is interesting to hear about, you know, really, it just took, I I think at first, it was two really big plants, but it was two plants in the Midwest. And once those closed down, that's when you immediately started to see, uh, see meat shortages. Uh, and then so, I heard, I heard uh, yesterday that the outbreak at the Tyson meat plant was yeah. like twice as many people, like a thousand people instead of the 500 that yeah. they had announced, I think just the, a day or two before that. So um, they're probably more common than we're even hearing about. 
Yeah, and I what's interesting is that it's a reminder the limited role of government when it comes to something like that because uh, President Trump said that no, no, we got to keep the meat the processing places role. open, and he's and they're like uh, no, no, we can't. First of all, everybody's sick, and then more people are going to get sick, and you know we've yet to have that study that's like oh yeah, you can totally get it from food. So far, they're always like no, oh, no, it's fine, you can't get it from food, but it's like. Really? I think I just read an article that you can get it through your eyes now. So uh, it's like it's like every week there. It's like I don't know. It, it, it's like week after week they're just like, man, we have to we have to make this uh, this pandemic a little bit crazier. Let's Did you hear that it might be a sexually transmitted disease? Uh, I well that not solely, but yes, that it is possible for that. And and look, mm-hmm. that's without getting too graphic. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that the idea that it couldn't be. I'm like, really? Look, regardless of what kind of uh, partners you have, it's all disgusting. You know, what what men and women, women and women, men and men, whatever, it's all gross and it's not clean. It's not sanitary. We're all trying to be very sanitary. So, yeah, I think we need an executive order, order against sex because uh, clearly it's going to just make us sick or that's what my wife said uh, either way. So... <laughs> Uh, we hear all this talk about, you know, what's safe and what's not, thank you, what's safe and what's not safe. Uh, but I, uh, and it's all, it's all horrifying, but I think you have to commend these, these plants that are like, yeah, we get it. We know you're all screwed, but we got way too many sick, sick people. We cannot be open. Um, how frustrating, Tamara, do you think it is for President Trump that he demanded that they opened and they did not open, stay open? Well, (laughs) isn't every little tiny thing in life frustrating for President Trump? What I don't understand, um, and I've I've been I should have brought this up in previous weeks, is that you know we we keep talking about the surmounting um, unemployment and how the numbers are going up and how now you know it's worse than uh, the Great Depression and things like that. But it's like, why are we phrasing things like this? Because this is not for our unemployment is not for the reasons of a usual recession. So they shouldn't be compared to a usual recession. And I do feel that because we keep talking about these numbers like that, about, you know, how putting things in in, in this dire economy, comparing it to other times when there has been an economic recession and putting it in those terms is only making Trump and 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 people who I I think they're pushing for things to reopen to fix this economy because it's being compared to a regular recession. And I feel like if we were maybe I'm not saying not focus on the numbers because it is important to, you know, acknowledge that so many people are out of work and so many people are in such dire situations financially right now. But but to compare it to an economic recession, it's it's making um, people defensive to you know repair this economic catastrophe. That it's like, well, this is different circumstances. So um, I think we're doing ourselves. I, I don't know if this is making sense. What I'm trying no, to no, say, no, but it, like it, was, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, look, let's we don't even have to you don't even have to look back to 1929. If you look at the the housing crisis of what was that 12 years ago that's a completely different sort of economic collapse. You can see, well, this is what happened and this is the result. This is just like, oh yeah, everything got shut down and nobody could work. And then 
it's been a ripple effect. Of like, like people well, have jobs. Yeah. I have a job and I will have one again when this reopens. It's just, I don't right now, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, although I, I know in the past you've, uh, you've uh, worked with Santa and uh, I think that he actually is uh, going to be doing everything via zoom He's- this Christmas. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he might oh, cut back on that's this insider information. Well, I'm just look. I, I look. I've got. I. You know how the media is up in the North Pole. They uh, they'll talk to anybody uh, with a scoop hat. Uh, Scott, you you hear all this uh, economically, and uh, you know taking the commander in chief out of it, just sort of this idea of the circumstances that we're in. Uh, you know, economically, uh, what are you hearing from reasonable people whom you trust the opinion of in terms of? how to proceed past this and you know the word normal gets thrown around a lot uh you know and i think anything that resembles normal that'll probably be i i think that's a solid two maybe three years away but you know as we sort of inch back towards that well that was I just sort of I'm just yeah. coming from because this is not the same I was just say it's not the same type of recession. It's not caused from the same reasons. And we've never been in a situation that we've essentially completely shut the economy down to some degree. And now we're trying to reopen it, you know, like a light dimmer and uh, drabs and dribs. So different. And it's going to take a long time to recover. But at the same time, like Tamara was saying, a lot of people with these very high unemployment numbers will be rehired back in as soon as restaurants open again, as soon as stores open again. Um, so the hire, the hire process is going to be different too than in previous recessions. So I think the balance is again, everyone saying is you got to be able to find the balance up again, but be able to do it in a way that's the safest and most effective. So we don't have to backtrack again. That's the biggest challenge, you know, making sure we don't have any more hotspots again, the virus, and then we have to shut everything down again. Yeah, to, to that point. We've got to really find the right balance of being able to open things up like, and succinctly. Yeah, uh, and Scott, I think uh, let's try uh, clicking off your video again and seeing if that helps because the, uh, the connection oh, the audio? Can I, yeah, just switch over to the audio. Now, not that we don't love seeing you and that, that glorious beard, but uh, <laughs> it's, I just think the connection will be a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I mean, look, I think that uh, obviously you need to proceed carefully because you you see that you see cracks sort of in the resolve of the American people. Some of the cracks are a lot bigger and uh, more vocal and some of them carry M16s and bazookas. But uh, I don't know if it's M16s, AK-47, but I don't, I don't know my weapons. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not, a, I'm not a weapons nerd. Unless we want to talk about lightsabers with Ryan, but we'll save that for the end of the show. So I think that like the idea that you might return to something that is just not this and then in November, you're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Everybody's got to get back inside. I think that's when, like, wait again? No, I think we did this. I think, uh, I think you're going to find a lot more people who, not even to be defiant, they're just like, I, I, just, I just can't, you know, for their own, own mental health. So, I mean, Dr. Fauci uh, was speaking with uh, the Senate today, which, by the way, that went back and forth so much. I, I really thought he wasn't allowed to talk to them. And then he, the Senate, yes, the House, no. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, the House. Besides, they're not in session anyway because they don't care about America. I don't know if you've read that, but uh, I'm pretty sure that I heard that. Uh, so, yeah, but so he, he was just like, yeah, look, I get it, but you really shouldn't try and do this uh, too fast. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, I we can uh, continue talking about things economically, but I did want to talk about uh, one of the big hashtags right now. And I just I just want to be completely honest with everybody that is on the panel, everybody watching. I don't give a shit about Obamagate. I don't care what happened. I don't feel bad for Mike Flynn. I don't care about anybody involved. Even if this guy was done wrong the way, you know, more than anybody ever has been done wrong by their government, I still don't care. This is really bad timing if, 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 this, is, if this is supposed to be important. And I know for Trump, it's just something to, to latch onto. I mean, there's, you know, the great interaction with a reporter where he's like, well, we all know what he did. But what exactly did he did? You know, Obamagate. You know, so it's like, yeah, he did Obamagate. It's really, it's bigger than Watergate. And I think it's bigger than Watergate in that it's more letters. So he's right. It who, is bigger who than named Watergate. it Obamagate. Is that is that Trump who who called it that? I mean, you know, somebody that that lives on his side of the moat in his castle. Uh, I don't think he's got Obamagate in there. Although honestly, anybody can throw gate into anything. You know, there've sure. been a lot of gates. You know, uh, it, it, in fact. I think I think we really shouldn't get to use the suffix gate for for as many things as we use it for. But, you know, like we hear about it and it's like, again, even I guess maybe it's because I, I you know, I just want I, I just have bigger priorities. I really don't care about this story at all. And I'm talking about it because the president wants people to care about it. And some people do. And some people care about it a lot. Uh, and I want to ask you first, Chelsea, do you think he's been effective in getting people to focus on hashtag Obamagate or is it still like, yeah, I really want to eat gate. I'm not sure about what you want to eat gate, but what's going to be the problem when there's a scandal that actually involves water, because you know, that's coming down the pike. What are we going to call it if we can't call it Watergate? Bill Clinton had white Watergate. That's, that's what that was. What about when, if, if, if like, you know, Robert Gates had had a scandal and it was Gatesgate. <laughs> Look, these are the Things important that questions. that make you go, hmm. This yeah. is why people Water- tune oh. into the Trump report. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let you know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I certainly have not been distracted by it. I do know when I, I and I only flipped on Fox News recently, very briefly though. Is it just because you about it. see commercials for heart medication? Every <laughs> once in a while, you just check it out. See what's I happening. just want to see what the yeah. other side is That's saying fair. to see if I can make sense of it. And um, I mean, they were coming down on how outrageous this whole thing was. And of course I couldn't get on board. So I just, you know, flipped the channel. That that's one where there's a let, bridge too far. Let me know if your curiosity ever brings you over to uh, uh, OAN, uh, president Trump's new favorite network. Uh, it has we, not yet. Cause we could, we could actually do like Oprah's? a live. Yes. <laughs> I would love if he's, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> suddenly everybody, uh, only qu- yeah, question to- from Stedman from Ohm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know what? That would be something we do a watch along where the, the four of us all watch OAN for like an hour, or we see like who, ha- who taps out first, you know, like we do an endurance test. Like how long can we leave it on? You know, can we clarify what, what, what is Obamagate supposed to, what, what did Obama supposedly do? Well, I want to first, I, I want to first give you the president's answer, which is, you know, well, and everybody we, we know knows. the president's answer, <laughs> but <laughs> the the fact that the administration actively worked to basically frame 
Trump and in so doing, uh, Mike Flynn was basically able, <laughs> the argument, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chelsea, you probably understand this stuff better than I do, but he they kept an investigation open even though they hadn't found anything. And by keeping it open longer than they knew they needed to, there was the opportunity for him to then lie and then that's why he was in prison. Is that the, is the, that's the explanation that I, the way I understood it's, is like. It's hysterical. Like, like if you, yeah. if, if let time go on too much and, and you will make a liar out of any honest person. I mean, that, that's, um, I don't understand the argument. But that's anymore. essentially the thinking, right? That it's like, that's, that's what the, the, the Obama Department of Justice did, is that they kept this investigation going because they were determined to overthrow Trump. And in so doing it, then Mike Flynn got the opportunity to lie. The opportunity. Yeah. To, he was entrapped. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it just sounds so ridiculous to yeah. me. It's that, like, it's like but, after three days of rioting, you're like, you know, if the rioting had ended on the second day, I wouldn't have gone into uh, Best Buy with Tamara and stolen that flat screen TV. But the third day, I'm like, you know what? Go I gotta in. go. I, I gotta go get it now. You know, it's, it's hard just, to steal a flat screen at curbside pickup. But there yeah. will be a, we'll figure out a way. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll get one. But, you know, but the thing is, is that an, an investigation, if there was an investigation open. Yeah. Um, what, what I don't understand is that they, they, any investigation about Trump was just wrong. You, you, you just cannot investigate a candidate. Well, that's, that's not true. Uh, I, I don't know if it's been done before or if we've just not found out about it before, but frankly, I think we should be investigating our candidates more than we do, not just for president, not just Republicans, but all of them. As I've been saying a lot, I want to know which of them score on the sociopath scale, because sure. that's what frightens me about our elected officials is that we don't know their psychological makeup. And when we have literally sociopaths as political leaders and even CEOs that's what gets us into uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of trouble a very unhealthy although looking healthy economy yeah I so I mean I, I don't know if that answered your question uh, Tamara but that's essentially what they're they're saying and that's why this is so important and the the timing, of course, for Obamagate becoming the big deal that it did uh, in yeah at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue, is <laughs> that President Obama uh, took the time to characterize the White House's response to the coronavirus as a quote absolute chaotic disaster unquote. That is the opinion of. Barry Obama, not you know who I think was born in Kenya. I, I don't know you know who this guy is, uh, basically. But this is what he said, and then of course that led to him, uh, President Trump, blowing up about this. And uh, the that's unex that's sorry that's completely expected. The fact that uh, George W. Bush does this video where he calls for compassion and solidarity, and then Trump takes the time to then talk about how terrible he was, and it's like, dude, I didn't even mention you. You know, like Obama, I get it. You got mad. So, um, Scott, he's uh, a little bit more unhinged than we thought he was, possibly. Is that possible at this point? <laughs> well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, I, it seems like he's been crazier than even his normal crazy. Uh, all these tweets uh, uh, from last week going into this weekend and yesterday and today. 
I'm like, what is going on with him? I, I think there's there's a lot of levels going on. Like uh, Chelsea was saying, I, I think the thing that he's claiming what happened is that they spied on the campaign. Yeah. And they shouldn't have done that to begin with. And that they ensnared Mike Flynn. And, you know, so there's so many layers, but you're absolutely right. It was the fact that, and we, it's pretty likely that Obama's people leaked what he said on purpose just because they knew it was going to rile up Trump. Yeah. So it seems that's, that's, that it was planned on purpose just to get him right there. And he's dealing with a lot. He sees his poll numbers are tanking um, all across the country and in almost every single swing state. And, you know, obviously the economy is tanking. And so he's just in a really bad mood seeing all this stuff going on. So this is his way of projecting is like, let's start another thing against Obama again, because, you know, my base hates Obama. So it, it's, you know, he's just playing his typical MO, but he's gone to a whole other level of unhinged crazy. But the thing that really infuriated me is uh, that uh, Mitch ended up coming back and saying, Moscow Mitch. He comes back in and he says that, you know, it was very unclassy of Obama to criticize yeah. Donald Trump. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He, like he had to go on the record to actually say how, uh, you know, unclassy it was and how inappropriate it was for Obama to do that. But yet you see what Trump does every single day and that's supposed to be okay. And he never says a word about it. So, Look, the level of class coming out of the White House uh, the past uh, almost three and a half years is obviously something that's very important to Mitch McConnell. And he feels like it's been sullied for the first time. Uh, Tamara, I assume you're outraged that uh, President Obama had the audacity to speak out against President Trump. You know, I mean, usually you got to keep quiet about the guy who follows you. You know, you're supposed you're supposed to. Well, you're supposed to probably just play golf, you know. Uh, so uh, what what do you think uh, is it, well, I almost asked you, what do you think is in Trump's head right now? But I, I don't know if uh, we have the appropriate counseling available to you if you have to try and go that deeply. Well, I am surprised that Obama made a, a comment, but, um, you know, I guess now that once he started endorsing Biden publicly, he's becoming more and more um, slightly more open, I guess. Yeah. Um, so. So I was surprised that he had uh, something to say. He doesn't normally say anything pointedly negative at, at an individual. Um, or if he does, it's more vague, you know, you have to read between the lines kind of thing. Um, so I guess maybe if I were going to bat for Mitch McConnell, oh, good Lord, it's that when Trump does that shit, it's like, it's completely not, you know, like it's expected. That's him. When it when Obama does it, it's like, whoa. He's like, oh, Obama's supposed to be better than this. Yes. Trump is Trump, but Obama's yes. supposed to. Yeah, by the way, I mean, to Scott's point, I think that Obama's comments were off the record, but in the way of like, hey, you guys know that this is off the record. You're recording, right? Yeah, this is off the record. But, you know, I think it was, it was in those ways. And, you know, I think he, the words weren't out of his mouth before it got leaked to. No, I, I, I think, I think. I think part of the reason well, you know, going back to well on Ryland Trump up. So I, I think after they spoke so well, like, okay, because it's so easy to get Trump upset. Yeah. They know how to do it. And if that was part of them, then they were going to do the same thing. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so it's, uh, I don't know. The, but the, again, the George W. Bush like lashing out at him was just like, all right, now like that guy's not even trying to hurt you. You know, it's like, 
you know, so I don't know. I mean, it's as, as horrifying as it is to live through, I know that we'll all, we're all going to go see the the movie that Oliver Stone's going to make about these these four years, uh, and like this sequence is going to be the crazy. It'll be like crazy the natural born killers, you know. I mean, just from a from just a, a weird trippy sort of uh, approach to things. But obviously, in theory, you would think that there are bigger fish to fry uh, as long as mm-hmm. the uh, fish catching think. plants uh, <laughs> plants are open uh, over at the White House because. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, so far it seems like uh, Trump and Pence are the only people that don't have the coronavirus, uh, because you, you, it was like it's like eleven Secret Service members. Uh, it, it's uh, Ivanka's personal assistant, uh, the let's see, the vice president's communications director, and I'm think I'm forgetting people. There's so many of them now, uh, so. Uh, you you know it's uh, it'll tell you what Trump thinks of Jared Kushner that he showed up wearing a mask, and he's just like, yeah, Kushner, you go wear a mask. The rest of us men are going to still sit, stand around without masks, um, and you're getting the 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 feeling that it's like, you know, his circle is literally closing in around him because it's like, well, now everybody's sick. You know, there was a, a very funny joke at the top of the show about him uh, Cloroxing his Big Mac, but I, I don't, I, it's like, he's supposed to go, or he went, is he going to Arizona? Did he already go? I think he already took that trip. That yeah. was a trip where he didn't wear the mask. He's going somewhere else. I'm like, how is he like going out of outside? You know, it's like, everybody's getting sick around him. And th- that's less about the man who is the president himself. And the fact that it's like, any president should be like, uh, yeah, not only am I wearing a mask, uh, I'm definitely, you're going to see me in like a hazmat suit, but it's like, you can put the reporters in, in, you know, in like the Rose garden or out on the, the lawn, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll just wave from the window. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, I guess, I, look, I can understand, I guess, and I know I'm sort of rambling as I'm thinking about it, but the idea of like, well, it, it does portray strength if your president's like, yeah, I'm tougher than this virus, except he's not because he's not young. And let's just say he's unhealthy. Let's just leave it at that, that he doesn't take care of himself. Okay. Uh, You know, that the previous two presidents probably could do some sit-ups. That's all I'm going to say. That's just nothing else beyond that. So uh, what, you know, what, what do you think it's going to take for Donald Trump to put on a mask? uh, Chelsea, let me ask you first. Um, that it will piss off Obama. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, his no. spray tan artist is is catches coronavirus and isn't able to do his yeah. orange foundation or, every day, and then he's gonna have to. What if it's look? If you put on a mask, we're gonna fire Chuck Todd. Because I, I mean, that's I could see that, you know. And then he's like, "No, I won't do it." Like, well, what if we get ABC to fire Stephanopoulos too? Mm, getting warmer, but that's still too many people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's. I, I, I was just gonna say, if Ivanka gets it. <laughs> if Ivanka gets if it, Ivanka, then he will. Well, if Ivanka gets it, yeah, I mean, I, 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 but see, that's the thing is, I, I think he'll just be like, you know, when he was reporting on. Uh, Pence's communications director. He took about she took a great test. It was a strong test. 
<laughs> but it was a positive test. You idiot. It was a strong test in that it was like, oh yeah, she has a strong virus coursing through her. And, you know, she had like been with the press the day before, and you know, so it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're going to get used to, you know, at, at restaurants, like service people, I think they're going to be wearing masks for a long time. I think you're going to, I think it's going to be a long time before any of us are out in public and we think like, oh, that's weird. That person has a mask on. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, I mean, if, if Trump has some kind of weird DNA that we don't understand and he's tougher than the coronavirus, I think he should be wearing the mask for everybody else in the White House that he's apparently, you know, like a, like a, a silent carrier for because he's, maybe he's giving it to everyone. If he just wore a mask, maybe his Secret Service wouldn't be catching it. So I don't know. Let us know in the chat what you think. I, I, don't, have an, I don't have an answer. I don't really even have anywhere to steer this to, but uh, it's just the... It's it's like a bad like running joke where you feel like they've gone to it one time too many and you, you know, read somebody I'm, else has it. Go ahead. I was me. just wondering, maybe he has some sort of like weird compulsion about things on his face. Remember when he wouldn't put on the glasses to look at the eclipse? Oh yeah. Maybe he and have you've never seen him in sunglasses or anything like that? Like maybe he's got a weird thing about stuff on his face. Except for his orange foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, honestly, it could just be that simple that he knows if he puts I, on a mask, as soon as it comes off, that he's he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have like I don't know. You'll see his real skin color, and <laughs> you know. Uh, and by the way, for his supporters, just hypothetically, mm-hmm. what if that real skin color is something that's not white? <laughs> so then he's gonna lose. <laughs> He's gonna lose. He's gonna lose a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, that are out there right now. I wanted to talk I, I about. Did, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I I actually wanted to talk about a moment in which I thought Trump did a halfway good thing in discussing. Uh, when he fired Dennis Rodman on Celebrity Apprentice, yeah, I agree. I think it was time for him to go. But uh, in addition to that, what were you talking? Well, about? Well, I wanted to talk about a different black man, and this is the man that was the in in, in Georgia that was sure, was yeah. shot by the father and son, the father, a former police officer. Uh, Ahmad Aubrey, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Yes. Yes. And, and Trump actually, for the first time addressed it, said it, it looked to be awful. Uh, it was interesting to me how he pointed out that in the picture of the gentleman that he'd seen, he was wearing a tux and that because he was in a tux, he looked like a good guy. Um, just very interesting about wow. the context under which we perceive people based on what they're wearing. Sure. Um, but, but that he actually even said anything and said something that sounded like he thought that the father and the son did something wrong. I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Of course, he didn't say very many words. It was like no, five, but, but it was what, something. What do you think about what he said subsequently is that uh, people haven't seen everything that's in that video. Yeah. And well, because I mean, he's, he's really true. followed it up with like, you know, the idea is that, you know, the argument from the the side that obviously is, is siding with the father and son is like, well, this guy was wandering around a construction site. Here's his video of him on a construction site. And it's like, all right. Well, but- great. Bring it on. Okay. I've looked at construction sites. I've been like, ooh, curious. Like what's going on in here? I yeah. have never for a minute thought that I would be shot dead for doing that. And it's not. It, 
Is it something that you can even do a citizen's arrest for? I mean, the fact that that would be used to justify killing him is, it's just, I, I just have to ignore those people. I'm not even going to argue with them because they don't understand logic and they don't understand the law. Um, but nothing that he could have done. Let's just say that he got into a physical altercation with the two men. Yeah. Well, these two men had approached him with weapons. And if he thought he was trying to defend himself and he started to get aggressive, you know, that that's still legal. If somebody comes at you, you could be aggressive. I don't even think I have seen that. So sure, we haven't seen everything that happened in the the minutes, the days, the years before that. Yeah. At some point, it doesn't matter. And you can, you can say all that. Um, and yes, so in a sense, he did kind of backtrack on his support of justice. Wow. But by, well, by saying you don't, you don't see what happened before. You know, uh, obviously, he spends a few minutes a day on Twitter, and he realized where his supporters were on this issue was uh, not where he had spoken to. So then he's like, oh, there's got to be something else in this video. We need to really look at it. But I, I agree that the initial statement, you're like, okay, look, he, he took a moment and said the right thing. But that For is a, a second, rare, at least. That, that's a rare occurrence, uh, as evidenced by the very brief interaction he had with reporters yesterday, which... Uh, you know, I think that, look, there's, uh, there's times where reporters will ask questions that they, and it's not just Jim Acosta. There's, you know, you know, you're going to rile them up sometimes when you ask them questions. And I didn't think that it was out of line for the reporter. And I actually, sorry, I don't have her name in front of me. Um, working with limited technology today, but you know, he, he was just like, why don't you ask China? And she was uh, an Asian American reporter. And so she's like, well, why did you specifically ask me to talk to China? And he didn't say the answer that I expected, which was the same as his, what did Obama do? Which is, you know, you know, <laughs> so uh, I look at, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it, you know, and then the, the follow-up question, he didn't even, uh, he, he took back the offer for a person to ask a question and then he just left. And this guy loves to talk to reporters. He loves to get into fights with reporters. The fact that he just threw up his arms and, and walked away, I, I think that just shows how far along he is for, I mean, there's the argument that he never really wanted to be president. I, I, I think he just really doesn't want to be president anymore. You know, it's uh, maybe he's going to try and get Corona or he's going to fake that he has Corona, you know, Ooh. do the thing where you like take the thermometer and you put it on a light bulb. And he's like, yeah, I'm too sick to be president. Mikey, you have to be president now if your wife will let you, which she probably won't, by the way, because you think do you think that Mrs. Pence would let Mike Pence be in a room with Ivanka Trump? No, for those listening to the audio, I'm just shaking my head. Uh, so, I mean, look, these these interactions are, are never surprising. I was just surprised that he basically took his microphone and went home and was like, okay, no more questions because I, 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 you know, do you think he realized he shouldn't have told the Asian American reporter to go ask China and he got called on it and he's like, I got to get out of here. Or was he just mad? Uh, let me ask you first, Scott. Oh, he was just mad. Yeah. I, I don't think he had any clue or concept at that point. He was just mad. And I, we just were talking about earlier. He's steadily just gotten more and more unhinged uh, this past week from his usual level of crazy. And, you know, besides it just being embarrassing uh, uh, for the rest of the world to see, it's actually very dangerous to think that we have somebody like this who's not even capable 
of being able to keep their emotions in check. And I, and I just find it very ironic, you know, the big thing about, oh, a woman can't be president because of her emotions, but yet you see someone like this who clearly cannot keep him Just throws a hissy fit. Himself yeah. In yeah. Check. I yeah, I think his his very narrow emotional spectrum is Yeah, his his very narrow emotional spectrum is kind of in line with my 4-year-olds, you know. It's like it's like everything's going right, super happy, the slightest thing goes wrong, uh he's screaming uh face down on the floor. Uh so <laughs> um yeah, I think it's uh I I don't know. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on I don't know if you saw this specific interaction Tamara, but even if you didn't, it it's uh to speak to the very short fuse that has only gotten shorter uh, during. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at her name. Her name was uh, Weijia Zhang, and uh, that's the real reason I didn't say it. I just didn't want to try. No, yeah, thank you for finding it. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, not going Her question. Uh, her, her question was, I don't even know why Ask China would would have been a. Um, like a logical response. I, I don't yeah. know what 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 he was thinking he was saying is what I'm trying to understand. Um, yeah. I think he just saw her and just felt like whatever she was asking was going to the answer appropriate answer for him to give was going to be asked. China. Well, I'm trying to find out what, what was her question? I I saw the exchange yesterday and I actually don't quite remember what it was, but you're right. Like go ask China. It, it's something about, reporting uh you know sort of the, the the progression of the virus and the the numbers and the response you know it's a it's a fairly standard well, question i i'm just trying to just just to play devil's advocate i'm trying to say like so was her question something about like where even if it was a white reporter he could have said go ask china like yeah it probably was in all honesty he misspoke misspeak like just yeah. not realizing you know yeah, no, no. I, I think that whatever the question was, he could have said, ask China because they're lying more than I am. I mean, that's the subtext. It's like, look, you can you can feel however you want, but it's like, you look, 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 who's, look who's really been lying about this. Let's let's go back to the Chinese. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, but I, I don't I don't have the uh, the actual question or the the interaction in front of me, but just sort of uh, uh, I wanted to talk about one last thing. But uh, Chelsea, I did want to give you a chance to kind of weigh in on the the interaction with reporters that it wasn't that long ago trump seemed to still love interacting with reporters but uh you think it's a lot less fun for him right now don't you yeah i mean he can't uh, it's it's interesting that right now he can't figure out how to use the media i don't think he's trying to throw distractions up spaghetti against the wall seeing what will stick but you know, the, the, you know, the fact that 80 plus thousand Americans are, are dead is just on the forefront of everyone's mind and he cannot get people to turn away from it. And he's probably shocked. He's probably like, what is the big deal with having 80,000 people dead? I mean, it's not that many, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's also only half of one of my rallies, 80,000 people. Right. So uh, he, he, he could be very well frustrated that he doesn't understand why people won't pay attention to more important things, the yeah. things that he wants him to pay attention to. And then, you know, this one is actually just too big for him to be able to manipulate us into paying attention to something else. Uh, so he's probably not very thrilled about it. Uh, and so we'll get this, you know, kind of breakdown. It'll be interesting to see how far the breakdown goes. But, you know, I do think that the, uh, that we are 
entitled to know about the mental health of our president, you know, on all sides of, or on, on the right side on, you know, of the, of the gun debate, um, they're like, you know, it's mental health, mental health, mental health. I said, so I think to myself, all right, well then show me how you prioritize, how you think mental health is important. How, how are you providing care for it? How are you making mental health issues, you know, top of the agenda when our leader appears to be crumbling and Hey, look, this is a very stressful circumstance that he is dealing with. Maybe he does need a mental health check. Um, but because he is the president, American people have some right to know about what's going on with his mental capabilities. And of course, people don't want us being armchair psychologists and guessing. So sure, send him to several psychologists, psychiatrists, get him evaluated. I think it's important for, for us to know that that our leader is you know, sufficiently if, mentally if the there. White House, but if the White House physician won't even be honest about his weight and his physical health. Well, there's, uh, there's no uh, way that we'd get gen- an honest. A general physician is not the same as the psychiatrist or the psychologist that do the, the, the testing. And the testing that you can do on somebody's psychological, you know, state and their mental state and their, you know, personality, those kinds of tests are designed to be somewhat, um, like if you have five different doctors perform them, that you should get similar results. Right. I don't know why the word is escaping me at the, but that they're reliable, sure. that they're consistent. So it's not a general health. It is a very particular, it's, it's psychologist, psychi- maybe a psychiatrist is needed to, to provide medication perhaps, but there, there should be psychological testing done on the president. Well, I mean, um, I, and I would, I would extend that to uh, future presidents too. I think that, uh, you know, you're seeing the pressure that can apply to any president and uh, look, they all have moments where they, they respond to uh, pressure in different ways. Uh, you know, uh, President George W. Bush reading my pet goat uh, while he was told about 9-11 seems quaint now. You know, you're just like, yeah, it's, you don't want to scare the kids. It doesn't seem as crazy as it, as it did. Uh, I, we have a, basically one minute left. I wanted to talk about something that is, it's sort of very surprising. You can never really be surprised by the news. There were two things that you, when you don't expect to see people trending. One was the Twitter war last week between uh, Steve Munchen and Axl Rose, the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, uh, which was very funny. Uh, let's just say Axel had the upper hand, but then I was very surprised to see uh, a since deleted tweet from eighties rocker, Brian Adams <laughs> what did where he posted tonight was supposed to be the beginning of a tenancy of gigs at the Royal Albert hall. But thanks to some fucking bat eating wet market animal selling virus making greedy bastards, the whole world is now on hold. He then tried to transition that into saying that he was trying to tell people to stop eating meat and go vegan. Uh, the, uh, the, the tweet has been uh, taken down, but uh, the internet is forever, wow. much like the summer of 69, also forever. So, uh, you know, you just never know what, what you're going to get when you get up in the morning. You're like, oh, Brian Adams figured out a way to get himself canceled. Uh, and, uh, yes. <laughs> like anybody under the age of 50 knows who Brian Adams well, is anyway. <laughs> then they really won't appreciate my joke because, uh, yes, it does indeed cut like a knife, but we're out of time. It's just shocking. It's just like, dude, you just had to keep your head down. 
And then in like two years, you could book all those dates and go out on tour. And, uh, you know, look, yeah. you think you think that there's a lot of powerful lobbies. You have not seen the bat eating lobby. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> that they are going to come for him uh, and his song from that Robin Hood movie. Anyway, we are uh, unfortunately out of time, uh, ending with the most important story of the week. Uh, but we will be back next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. That is 2 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Until then, Tamara Brown, where can people find you? Find me on TikTok at Hey Tamara. Yeah. For, so for the people under 50, that's where they can find yeah. you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll find you on Twitter. And Chelsea Galicia, where can people find you? At Chelsea Galicia. And Scott Moore, where are you going to be talking to Mitch McConnell about the decency and manners of the White House? That's right, at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And you can talk to me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And uh, over on the Popcorn Talk, you can see me on Thursdays at this same time, 11 a.m. Pacific, for Marvel Movie News, which is a little bit more fun than this. But I, I don't think I can work the Brian Adams story into that show. I just mean the subject matter is a little more fun. I wasn't trying to say that it's not fun talking to all of you. Chelsea laughed very loudly because I'm like, it's not what I'm saying. It's just more fun to talk about superheroes then although it was fun to talk about people who pretend to be superheroes right well hey superheroes aren't afraid to wear masks think about that uh anyway (laughs) it's really not that smart uh but uh, thanks again to everybody thanks to ryan and mission control we'll see everybody next week thanks our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.